Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys are having a fantastic day so far and a fantastic week. I have the pleasure of welcoming another guest on the podcast who I've been meaning to get on for the past couple weeks, and uh, I've been putting him off all, all my fault. Uh, he's always been available. I've really been screwing up, but I'd like to welcome, I hope I don't mispronounce his name, but I'll try Guilherme Macado, originally from Brazil. He played four years of college soccer at Limestone, studied sports management and marketing, and now he's on his footballer's journey in Portugal, playing in the third league, Uh, and we hope to see him soon moving up the ranks. I'm sure he will. Uh, So... How you doing, man? How you doing, Eric? Thank you for having me. Um, you actually said pretty well my name. Sometimes people... Yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guilherme Machado. And okay, okay. Many people <laughs> say it wrong, very, very wrong. But yeah, that's perfect, bro. Thanks, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Uh, okay. As you said, we've, we've been trying to have this, this podcast for a while now, but... I'm sure it's gonna it's gonna be great. Yeah. Yeah, of course, man. Of course. So um yeah, it's a free running podcast. You know, I don't do any editing, any cutting, so you know, say whatever you like. You can curse. Just uh the most important thing is to just be yourself, man. I want I want people to get to know you and uh learn what goes on behind the scenes with your football, what goes on in your head and you know, everything, you know, it's just about educating the masses like we had spoken about on the phone, you know, Uh, just to tell you guys real quick. I mean, uh, me and Guilherme were on on the phone the other day about two, three weeks ago. And he's, we had like maybe like a, you know, an hour conversation. He's like, you know, we should get on a podcast. We should get this on a podcast. I'm like, you know, you're right. We should get this on a podcast. So that's why we're here. Uh, we're trying to help you guys out and, and show you the real footballer's journey. No faking it, showing you the truth. So uh, without further ado, if you can just, you know, introduce yourself, how old you are, uh, where, you're cur- um, where you're currently playing and, you know, where you're from originally, your position, just, you know, the stage is yours, man. All right. Thank you. And so my name is Guilherme Marques Machado. I'm from Brazil a city called Jundiaí. It's 40 minutes from Sao Paulo, capital. Uh, I'm 23 years old. Um, if we would have done this podcast last week, I would say my position is a striker. But <laughs> <laughs> I've spoken to the coach, and I'm actually playing as a center mid, defensive center nice, mid. So, so big change for me. But I'm really excited. We can get deeper into how I'm playing there and what happened during the podcast. But, yeah, I'm playing the third division here in Portugal, a club called uh, Ferreiras. They were actually in the fourth division last year, so they got promoted. It's been a year of uh, experience for both the team and myself, and we're struggling a bit, uh, a little bit on the table. But, you know, we have to always take it on a positive, positive note and – but yeah, that's that's the introduction. We can get deeper into everything uh, later on. Of course, man. So um, you know, if you could just take us through, you know, a, a basic path 
Uh, so you were born in Brazil. When did you go to the U.S. to, uh, to play college? Yeah, so I was born in Brazil, yes. Um, I was 17 when I went to Limestone College in South Carolina. But my journey is, I, I feel like it's a bit different from every of, or for most of the Brazilian players because, mm -hmm. uh, well, I started playing soccer or futsal, indoor soccer, when I was six years old, right wow. after the World Cup 2002, when Brazil won. And so in Brazil, I was mostly playing futsal. It was probably three times a week. Uh, up until 70 years old. So during high school as well, I was always playing uh, indoor uh, futsal. I'm going to call it futsal. Some people call it indoor soccer, but... Yeah, call uh, it futsal, of course. <laughs> yeah, and I have I had some... Uh, I mean, my parents took me to a, a club managed by agents when I was 13. They were excited. I was excited, but... I was losing, I was just missing classes and they always prioritized studies. So that's mm -hmm. the main reason why I went to US. Uh, when I was in high school in Brazil, we have to, uh, it's difficult to get into a school. It's not, I feel like it's easier in the US. Mm. Um, just the, the tests and all that in Brazil, I was struggling. I wasn't a good student. Uh huh. But but I always wanted soccer, futsal. I mean, soccer was always in my mind. Everything I wanted mm. to do, I still didn't have the. I had the dream to become a professional player, but it was always like I didn't know what what I had to do to get there. You know, it was a dream. Yeah. And so my dad came up with the idea of, you know, let's try to go to US. What do you think? At first, I wasn't really interested, to be honest. Yeah, especially because you have to leave your family, friends, and of you know course. it's a different. It's a different uh, culture and all that. Mm -hmm. But you know, with a few meetings I had with the company, we hired a company to to make the contacts and all that with the universities. Nice. And I was like, "That's it. I, I've got to go. That's a big opportunity for me." Mm -hmm. And U.S. was such a. I, I, if I could go back i tell this to everyone if i can go back and have and it's all because of parties and yeah, yeah. That, that takes a, a big portion of it but just the, sure. the friendships the, the oh, experience yeah. itself even in yeah. the soccer like it's i recommend to people that don't know like i feel like you have to experience it you don't have of to of course it's a it's a great great experience even if you know, many people I have, I've spoken to many people that drop out and that's good. Mm. And I, I love that because you're pursuing another, another, I don't know, another thing that you want to do it. Mm -hmm. But it's such a great experience. I had a, mainly, I think why I'm here now is because of the, the experience I had in US. So really, yes, why would you yes. say that? Because so I mainly played futsal until 17 and when I went to Uh, one year of playing uh, football, soccer. So mm. I wasn't, I didn't have much experience. And wow. So you, so you hadn't played much outdoor until you went to the U.S.? No, not really. It was, I would play wow. like once a week. And I had the experience when I was 13 in this club that didn't go well. And 
I traveled to Sweden, you know, to play the Gotia Cup, to Finland, mm-hmm. Barcelona, you know, those cups, but never yeah. really got into training, like proper training for mm-hmm. football. Mm-hmm. And when I got, well, in high school, I was the, I'm going to be a bit, uh, I was the best player I played in my high school. Dude, brag all you want. Bro. Yeah, I'm going to brag. And so, you know, uh, during high school, I would score goals. I would, you know, get best player of the, the tournament and all that. And when I got mm-hmm. to U.S., I was like, shit, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. Because I started questioning myself. Mm. May, firstly, because the the conditioning side of things in U.S. is just mental. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even though right now I might say could be there are some negatives in your body because of it. I think it yeah. was the best thing that could have happened to me because the regimen, the, the mental side of things of, of going to tra- sorry, to train, uh, I don't know, man, just push yourself to your limit. And that's of what course. I learned there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, freshman year was horrendous for me on the field. I mm. So I, I got there as a center, center midfielder, defensive mm-hmm. mid. So, got there, didn't go well. I played 40 minutes that season. Um, mm-hmm. Coach, I have this individual meeting I had with him right in preseason. So, I got there, like, imagine I was there for, like, three, four weeks. And he took me to, to his office and was like, I don't know why I brought you in. Really? Wow. And he, yeah. And I was like, shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I came. I was, I was, yeah. And, and why did he say that? Was he saying that based on your condition or, or what was the story with that? Um, I think it was, I, I actually think I was doing okay in my fitness condition, mm-hmm. but I was just not used to the, the one, two touches on the field. You know, in exactly. Brazil, I have so much time. I would receive the ball, try to dribble everyone, and that's <laughs> not yeah. that's not how it is, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but I feel like right now, uh, in the at that time, it was painful. I called my parents crying right mm-hmm. after that meeting. Of course. But right now, he, I think he used that to push me. You know, it's like, yeah, I've got, I got to improve while I'm here. And of so that was, that was a really interesting Good wake-up call. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, definitely. Mm. And after that that meeting, we actually had a training session 11 v. 11, like the starters against the, the players that were on the bench. I was on the bench. Yeah. And I actually scored two goals, playing as a wow. defensive set. So it was it was a mm. huge big uh, – even though I didn't play that season, that was uh, that was very good for me. I also learned a lot from the, the older players because yeah. I was 17 at that time. And we had, like, players that were 22, 23 years old mm. and quality players, quality players. I, I, for those that don't know, I played D2, NCAA mm. D2. And there are a few questions about which one is better. I'm sure D1 have – they have some great players. But D2, yeah. we do also have some great players. And I'm going to use an example of the one of my mentors my freshman, sophomore year was Jorge McKenna. He was a Ch- Chilean from Chile, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he played in the national team, U19, wow. U17, whatever. Wow. Such a great guy and such a good quality on the ball. Um, so, you know, those questions about D2, D1, I don't think if someone is trying to get into, the, you, you know, playing the college for soccer, mm-hmm. shouldn't, shouldn't really, I don't know, that's another topic, but 
Yeah, just like you know? always, I, I think it's just a number, you know. I mean, uh, yeah. I heard I heard a lot about Limerick, and I've heard a lot about a lot uh, D two schools, and I'm sure a lot of D two schools can beat a lot of D one schools. So, uh, mm-hmm. as always, you know, I think the most important thing, if, if you're looking for, this is also with the professional game, you got to look for a coach who believes in you and then, you know, a good place where you can develop as a footballer and a person. I think that's the most important instead of looking directly at, you know, division one, two or three. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And shout out to my coach, actually, Eric also, if, if he's hearing this, he's going to be happy because what a guy, what a guy I learned so much from him. It was that the Limerick coach, limestone coach, yeah, L- limestone. Uh, limestone, the guy, yes. The guy who almost cut, cut you. Yeah, and yeah. Well, so that was that was freshman year. I'm gonna get a bit deeper into those four years. So yeah, of course. So, so this, sorry, yeah. but just just you know, like you said, I think um, basically what you're saying is that freshman year. Uh, really, like you said, it was it was a wake up call, and did it really like fuel some like inner fire within you to like you know really show him that you know you can be one of the best players you know on the team and one of the best players in the league? Like, what what was your reaction? Uh, no, that that was totally my reaction. Like, because you know, some players take could be could. You know, I could have taken it so much different. Like, just, yeah. you know, fuck it. What am I doing here? Let's go home. Exactly. And I was just like, nah, I want to prove him wrong. And exactly. That's, there's so many players that take uh, negative um, feedbacks as something harmful or horrendous. Exactly. It is bad. Of course, it's bad. But you always have to take it uh, as a form of growth. And Absolutely. That's and that's mainly why I'm here. I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth because yeah. so many, so many frustrations, so many negative feedbacks. Mm. And I'm going to get, of course, going to talk about more about that after graduating because I was 21, 22, had an ACL. But you know, another thing, but all right. So freshman year, got there, mm-hmm. had this individual meeting, played 40 minutes that season, a bit frustrating. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the players graduated. So that was enough. I have my. I could have my space now during the spring season. Exactly. And I went to the coaches, and I was like, "Listen, I want to try playing as a striker." <laughs> I just came up to him and I said, "Please try to put me in one game and see what happens." And I ended up scoring two goals as well against a D1 team. Wow! Uh, on a scrimmage, yes. And so from there, what team was um, that? Presbyterian College. It's oh, okay. It's nice. South Carolina, North Carolina. I don't mm. know now. Yeah, and and so that was when I actually became a striker. After that game, it was like, all right, we're gonna try to put you there. Nice. Uh, so yeah, nothing much happened in that uh, spring season besides turning myself into a striker. Mm-hmm. And sophomore year came, um, and I was like, of course, uh, now I, uh, it's my time. You know, a few players graduated, yeah. so. I might have one side and that didn't help uh, that didn't happen at all mm. because he he got two more two or three more strikers that came in freshmen and they were spanish uh, mm. i don't know the the other nationality now so even though i was there for one year he had he brought in two more strikers and i ended up starting that season as the fourth option on the bench wow wow yeah so 
you know, another frustration, but, you know, always trying to, every training session, that it was my time to prove why I should be higher on that, that list of coming course. from the bench, yeah. And I got lucky because the two strikers got injured that year. Yeah, yeah. Right in the beginning of the season. So I got a lot of playing time that season. Still wasn't the, uh, nothing special, but, you know, it's quite a few, a few goals. And, yeah. you know, was was building my, uh, not reputation, but just my name into the team and proving exactly. it to the coach, you know. Mm-hmm. And it takes time. Another, another uh, comment to those who think they're going to get there either in a university, you know, college team or in a professional team, you're not, you might not get there and start playing. It's going to be mm-hmm. frustrating. You know, you, you might stay on the bench for a few games, a few four seasons. You never know. We got to just every training session is, you got to do it by yourself. You got to train um, off the field and all that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So every session is a proving ground. Oh, yes, exactly. And so that sophomore year was when I started playing and I got, you know, more into the team, started appearing uh, other games, got my – started dating. So that was uh, – I don't know. I just feel like everything was going well for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and so after that season – the, the sophomore year finished, I was like, all right, that's my time now. I, I've got to come back next season yep. with my, like, top shape, top everything. And so I went, I decided to went back home. I could have played PDL, so I didn't, <coughs> I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. So I went back home for the summer, and that's another topic we're going to talk about. That summer was when I actually started uh, prioritizing my health conditions, my nutrition, and mm. bro, like those three months, I think I've never trained so much, and I've and never what, what eaten was so well. Sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I just cut it. And that was your sophomore year. Yeah, after my sophomore year, so it was the summer going to my junior year. I was um, 18 at the time, and I was like, you know, I started researching. I started getting deeper into nutrition and training and all that. Mm-hmm. And so that summer was – so, yeah, the idea of an athlete always sunk, uh, is sunk in. You know, I was like, yes. that's what I've got to do to to start on this team. Absolutely. Uh, and so, yeah – I was three months at home in Brazil, summertime. Well, it's winter time in Brazil, but you know, winter time is Brazil. in Brazil is not the winter we see in the U.S. or any yeah, other yeah. country. Yeah. And many of my friends were like, Gee, what are you doing? Because I was training so much. I was not yeah. going out. I wasn't going out, man. I, yeah. Wow. So can you explain, you know, some of the stuff you were doing, you know, you know what you were implementing, you know? So... Um, that's funny because so we received a, a summer workout program uh, yeah. from our conditioning coach. Yep. And I actually doubled it up. So I I added one year's or like two years, like the 2017 summer workout program with the one we received, 2000, wow. uh, 2018, no, 2015, yeah. whatever the year was. So I doubled it up. <laughs> Believe me, I was doing that. 
<laughs> and I did, and I did everything. And if I one day I didn't do it, I would add to the other day. So wow. I, mean, I was running, and I was taking care of my body, you know, nutrition, recovery. Yeah. So I was a, I was a beast. I, I I would play Sunday league Sunday league in Brazil mm-hmm. for a team called Tio Dirdo. It's just a group of friends. Shout out to them. Love them. <laughs> and the I would just. I'd be unbelievable everyone's like yeah what the fuck are you taking something yeah special because and that's something that when you start taking care of your body training and you play like a Sunday league game where people are not you know fit and you just see the difference of oh yeah uh, you know and well that was perfect for me you know mentally I was strong got into preseason best deep deaths on the team wow yes I, I was a beast like and and I still didn't start my first two games of that mm-hmm. season. But that's, I mean, you know, and I was, even though I was training so hard and this not starting was a, could be an issue. No, I was like, yeah. no, I'm going to start. And boom. Great stuff. The third game of the season, game against Shorter University, uh, came in. I didn't start again, that game. Scored two goals, gave an assist, boom, and I Great stayed stuff. there until the rest of my career at Lions. So, um, had a great junior year. Got NCAA Player of, player of the Week, and I don't know so many awards. Mm. Uh, and in the classroom, I was actually doing well too. So, I think not, right now that we those times we get a lot of uh, information about health, nutrition, all that. All that was affecting me on the classroom as well. Yeah, so that stuff goes hand in hand. It does, man. It does the the routine, routine, and um, so. And I, as I told you, I I was not a great student in Brazil. So even my parents were like, "Yeah, are you cheating? What's going on?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm not gonna get into, uh, I'm not gonna get deeper into the cheating situation. But I was actually studying. I was. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, let's. Cut that part, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I was actually, you know, one of the, I would say, best students. Some classes I would actually, you know, give my all. And and that was, you know, getting scholar athlete of the year and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, and still dating. I was still dating. So, you know, everything goes <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doing well in the bedroom, bro. Like, <laughs> So, you know, so I think I'm actually talking too much about the dating situation because man, yeah, yeah, we're gonna get deeper. But it's a you were in love, bro. You were in love. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, but yeah, so I had a great season, junior year. Boom, PDL. Let's play PDL. Uh, I thought, uh, as I said, the Chilean play a uh, Chilean. You know, is that how you say Chilean? Chilean yeah, yeah, Chilean. Yeah, yeah. So he had played his two past years at that time for Southern West Virginia Kings Warriors in okay. PDL in a town where no one walks around. It's just, man, it's dead. So I was, it's dead. It was yeah, dead yeah. and it was like <laughs> a, a Christian or I don't know, like religious club. So imagine yes. West Virginia, religious. Yeah. And I was just like, since he played that, I want to play that. Because he was, from my freshman year to my uh, last year in college, I was like, I want to be, I remembered my freshman year, he received an award uh, at the end of the, the season, you know, the season awards at the end of the yes. season. I was like, I want to get that award. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, 
senior year I got the award, so that's that's funny. Great right? stuff. But those the the PDL situation was, you know, I, I knew I had to take it to a, a more professional level. Even yes. though PDL is not, uh, some clubs are not very professional. But yes, so went there with. I thought it was going to be great. It was great with uh, in the friendship situation. I had I made some great friends that summer, mm-hmm. but just, soccer wasn't really. I didn't enjoy as much as I could have. I guess I don't know. It's just why not? Would you say? I feel like the conditions. I'm not going to blame the the club or anything, but it's just yes. We would leave ten guys in one house and uh-huh. Jeez. just we couldn't go out. You know, I feel like, and that's another thing we're going to talk later. I think sometimes closing, not going out, not having one drink with your friends could be uh, negative in your yeah. performance. Could exactly. And, and I think that's what happened. We were 10 guys with 19 years old and we can't go out. I know Yeah, uh, you have to be professional, of course, but you you have to enjoy sometimes. And I feel that that killed a little bit of the... We had some great players, players that now are playing USL Championship. And, yeah, you know, we just didn't have a great summer, I guess, on the field. Talking about on the field situation. But experience itself, uh, even though it was a really religious uh, club, some talks we had, it opened my mind, you know. Yeah. Outside, of the, outside of the field was a great experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so... And of course, recommend anyone to play PDL because uh, it is a different level from college. And if you want to pursue the the pro life, it is a, a next step to be taken. Of course, absolutely. And no, and I, I just to touch on that real quick. I, I you know I agree with what you're saying. Um, you know, I think when you have ten guys, you know, living in a house especially that young of an age, you know, young and mm-hmm. dumb, young and horny, you know, you got to <laughs> yeah. let the guys out. You, know, you can't keep them in a jail like situation because I discuss this with a lot of friends all the time. Like even over here, when you're playing in Europe, it's like, you can't, you know, you can't like put yourself on house arrest and say, no, I can't ever go out because you know, part of the game, and and that's what I love about Brazilians, man, is like, dude, you guys just enjoy the game. Like, even Africans as well, always smiling. And I think that's the difference between a lot of U.S. players and just South Americans. Like, all U.S. players, you always need to be serious on the field, no laughing, no joking, no smiling. You know, I remember a couple stories, even from college, you know, one of my best friends, he would – like two or three times we were, he was like warming up and he would like laugh and smile. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he was getting about to get substituted onto the pitch and the coach didn't put him on the pitch because he said, you can't be smiling. You're laughing on the sidelines. Nah, right. come on. Yeah, man. And it's just like, dude, you know, you can't be, you can't take, you just can't in general, you can't take life too seriously. Yeah. That's you true, know, man. I completely agree with you. So yeah, and, man. Yeah, go on, but but I completely <laughs> agree with you. Yeah, and so yeah, PDL was that, and then went to senior season. Uh, played every game, started every game, every game, scored eighteen goals. Wow. Uh, you know, got many awards. Flew to LA to receive Scholar All American, and wow. you know, I got many awards, and uh, of course, I have to first thank my my teammates and coach. 
But you know, another topic, family, family is everything, you know, when, yeah, bro. when sometimes things would, you know, drift a little bit from our focus, my, my parents were always come and, you know, help me. And they actually helped me because sometimes that season I had a spell of just a bit of anxiety. I don't know, you know, <laughs> I was, I was not the top player, but, but I was scoring every game. So every time before a game, I would put the pressure of scoring goals and I had scores and sometimes that was not good. Yeah, I hear you. But, and my family always, you know, helped me with that. But yeah, so great year, but had a few injuries at the end of the season. Got invited to a combine with Colorado Rapids and Charlotte Independence. Great stuff. Uh, but I was walking on the field. That was a bit embarrassing because I had so much pain in my hip and lower back. Okay. But yes, yeah, so I was like. I knew I wasn't in the conditions to, to go to the trial, but I was like, fuck it. It's, what an experience. I'm going to be there with 50 other great players, mm-hmm. D2, D1. So I, was just, I just went there, you know, played as much as I could, didn't do very well. So did they, uh, did they call you personally or did they speak to your coach? How did that work? They spoke to my coach first. Well, actually, four guys of our, my team got invited to it, and I was okay. the only one to go. Wow. Uh, I was just like, I'm not going to have this experience. Like, I'll never have this experience again, even though I'm injured. Fuck it, let's go, you know? Yeah, why not? Nothing to lose, nothing to lose. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, With those injuries, I was just like with my family. I finished, you know, I I was done with soccer in school. uh, And I was like, I guess that's it for me. Because all the pain I had, uh, it was tough, man. I was playing... I was taking stuff before the game that season. So, like so this that. was your senior season. You had bad Sen- back and hip pain. Yeah, senior season. And what would you? What would you like? Have you found out, or you know, what did you think? You know, what attributed to that? What caused that? Do you know, or do you suspect I, anything? I just, I think you know the the first thing I'm gonna say. I, I don't think there might be researches about it, but I think the turf. Actually, yeah, damages your body. And that was, I think, one reason. But I was just not taking care of my body as much as I should. You yeah. know, just maybe an ice bath, uh, rolling. And I was not doing that, stretching and all. So I think that aggravated. You know, my body was just like, fuck, don't do this anymore. Was, yeah, of course. And that's something I learned now that I have to take care of my body because if I don't, I'm not going to be able to play. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was frustrating because I, I, had, I told my family that Christmas break after when the season finished, I was like, I guess I'm done, you know, let's try to focus now on having a, a job after graduating. And, and this was again. after the Colorado and, and Charlotte then? Yes, it was right okay. after because I saw, I mean, I was taking it very, I wasn't thinking at the big picture. I was just thinking, you know, I'm injured and, yeah. You know, I was a bit frustrated about it, mm-hmm. but, well, and that was my decision at first during Christmas break. So went back to school, spring season. I wasn't playing. I told the coach, you know, you know all about my pain, so don't play me. I don't want to play, whatever. Yeah. And it was, it was bad for me. Uh, mentally, I was, I was, I wasn't happy, you know, because I wasn't playing. I wasn't doing what I loved the most. Exactly. And I was just thinking about the spring break, going to the gym, getting big at that time. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Curls for the girls. <laughs> yeah. 
But so one spring, there was one scrimmage. The boys were gonna have it, and coach was like, "Yeah, I need you. I don't have any players. Are you able to play?" Yeah. And I was, I, I still had had those injuries, and I was just like, "Ah, whatever. I'm gonna play." And after the game, I I played well, really well. I played as a center mid. Mm-hmm. And that's and one of the Spanish guys, Jorge Salvat. I saw him this Christmas as well. He came to me and was like, Guy, you can't stop playing. You're too good. He came to yeah. me and said that. And I was like, that opened, wow. actually opened my mind again. Yeah. Like, Shit, man. If, and he was, in my mind, one of the best players in our team. And I was like, if he's telling me that. Exactly. I've got, I've got to take care of my body and see, exactly. you know, try, to, try to do it. And so graduated, went back home to, I completely, uh, you know, my parents were not happy about that, but I was, at first, trying to stay in U.S. Mm. With a visa, so what year you know, was this? 2017. Okay. So two years ago. Okay. And, you know, after I had, well, after that Christmas break, I, was, I had decided to stop playing soccer. So I was focusing mm-hmm. on getting a job in U.S., blah, 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 and all that. And then in one weekend after the game, I was like, no, Dad, I, I need to go home and sort out my body, you know? Yes. And, and, so and this was parents, after this guy, uh, Jorge, told you to uh, not yes. to stop playing. That was after yes. that. Yes. Okay. And they were like, hey, what are you doing? Man? Like, Because it is a big thing to, to stay in the U.S., you know, the experience, the, you know, having a job in the U.S., living there. So my parents were like, of at first they were like, hey, are, are you sure you want to do this? But, you know, after I told them, nah, I think I've got something else, something more to give into soccer yeah they're like all right they're fine they, they always supported me that's and great so went back home went to a doctor and he was like oh you need surgery in your really? hip really and i'm like fuck again like wow. am i gonna give up now uh, what, so was the, was, what was the cause of that what did he say it was torn or something no so my hip there's the femur i don't know how to explain yeah talking there's but every time I do, a, I was doing a movement, it would hurt so bad. Like I don't know, it's the scientific. I don't know. Fuck. I know. I don't like talking about those things. But okay, it was just uh, messed up. My hip was messed up. Yeah. But so I went to a a guy that I don't know how you call it, a stretching teacher, whatever. Uh-huh. And he was like, Nah, you don't need a surgery. Mm-hmm. He was like, Start stretching, and you're gonna see exactly. the improvement. Exactly. And I was like, come on, stretching is going to, the doctor said I need surgery, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like, no, start stretching and you're going to see the improvement. Exactly. Well, I started stretching and the the surgery was actually scheduled to one day. Really? And when that day came, the, the surgery got, I don't know, I, I didn't have the documents needed. I know in Brazil, there's so much bureaucracy to go through a yeah. surgery. So yeah. it didn't happen. That surgery didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I was f- happy, but at the same time, uh, it was meant to because, be. Meant to yeah, be. it was Not meant to happen. be. But I was like, shit, and whatever. Well, started stretching, body started to get loose. Yeah, got got that plane. So I was happy about that. So went to Spain, had a few contacts in in Spain to to play there. Okay. And and after two weeks, I tore my ACL. So mm. uh, right now, I think I think that year, 2017, 
I was supposed to have a break from soccer because yes. if it wasn't the surgery with my hip, it was the surgery with my knee. That yeah, know, so yeah, I hear you. Um, and you know, after that, sur- after getting injured, I was you know, it, it's it's hard to to go through this process. Of course, but I, I don't know how. My, I was so mentally strong about it. I never thought. I never doubted myself, and so had a great six months of recovery after ACL, and and well, that so that was 2018 last year. So from January until June of last year, I was you know doing rehab and all those mm-hmm. things you do after an ACL injury, and. I started training with a club in my hometown, Paulista. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they wanted me to stay because even though I was, you know, training by myself and all that, there were so many good feedbacks about me just in the in the city. You know, everyone, most most people know, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a good player and they wanted mm. me to stay there. But in my mind, I was like, nah, I don't want to live in Brazil because, well, another topic again, Brazil is just economically not – you know, economically, financially, securities, rent. Yes. I was like, I don't want to stay there. And, and I what was have the league it. of that team? Uh, like fifth division. It's not okay. very high. But in, in Brazil, there's so many clubs, more oh, than yeah. any other country, I think. And and I have my Italian citizenship now. So I was like, nah, I'm not going to stay here. I was just using those training sessions, you know, get fit back into – into playing, but I actually okay. was doing it by myself. I was never with the team. And one day, one of these agents, and that's another good, uh, we've talked about this on the phone, but for those who uh, don't have contacts and, you know, think that uh, you don't know where to go, you don't know where to, whatever. LinkedIn is a good platform, not only to get jobs, but to make contacts in the football, soccer industry. And Exactly, that's a great uh, point. And I started contacting people on LinkedIn and this guy, Brazilian guy, great guy, he actually called right after one of the World Cup games from Brazil. Mm-hmm. And I was, that's funny, I'm going to say it now because whatever, right? I was a bit drunk because I was, yeah. was with my friends and he called yeah. me. And you know, I wasn't drunk, like stupid drunk. I was just yeah, a little just drunk. buzzing. Yeah, buzzing. And our conversation on the phone was great. And yeah, he was like, that's probably why. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then uh, he was he was willing to help me because I explained my whole situation. He did not know about my knee injury. I hide uh-huh. it from everyone, and that's I don't know if that's correct of me, but yeah. yeah, yeah. So let, like let me just interrupt you real quick. So, how did you, in terms of getting in contact with this agent, did you just uh, send him a message? Yeah. So I just sent a message. Oh, what did you say my... exactly? You know, if you could just so like, break it down real name. quick. Yeah, I'm Guilherme. I'm 23, 22 at the time. Or tw- I don't know, 20, whatever. Yeah. And you were probably drunk my... writing the, the message as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, the message I sent before. And, <laughs> and um, I just sent my video. And I think one of the good things about college soccer is that the videos are great, man. It's exactly. great. Whole, good quality. High- yeah, your own highlight video, and I just banged goals, banged goals my, my uh, during my career there, and you know, my video could sell me to anywhere I think, and yeah, that's something great. For I love me, that you know? confidence. Yeah, and 
And so, you know, I got in touch with him. We talked after uh, I had a few beers and all that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the week right after, so we, that was June of last year. He was like, Gee, you've got to come to Bulgaria to right. trial for Locomotive Sofia. Mm. Which, I, and when he said that to me, I was like, shit, I've heard that name. And this was the Brazilian agent? Brazilian agent, yeah. Okay. And you've got to go to Locomotive Sofia. They want to see you there. They will pay for a flight, blah, blah, blah. I was like, shit, all right. And I wasn't training. I was training by myself. I mm-hmm. wasn't playing any games at all. I had six months of recovery of my knee injury. So I was like, it was the same as the Colorado Rapids Combine. I was just mm-hmm. like, fuck it, you know, let's do it. Yeah. And they were paying for my flight and why not? So when the... I was a bit, uh, not worried, just a bit, it's a bit scary, you know, when, you know, I was playing college and now I'm locomotive software training with pros. Yeah. yeah. And, and I thought I did well during my time there on that trial, but mm. they didn't want me to stay. They probably figured out I had a big injury. I don't know. I don't know what mm, it is. Bro, I mean, in, in those countries, man, you never know. There's a lot, a lot of corruption, bro. A lot exactly. of agents pay the presidents. Exactly. Uh, you know, the agents pay the coaches. It, it's a risky business over there. Yes. And so... But you told me you had scored two goals, right? Yes, exactly. I, I thought I did really well after the game. Because it was like, oh, after the game, I'm going to give you an, an answer. Whether yeah. you're going to stay or not. And after the game, I was like, shit, I'm going to stay for sure. And yeah. no, I didn't. And so I had another contact <laughs> through LinkedIn and I was like, all right, where, where can you take me? Yeah. And took me to Malta. Uh, mm-hmm. Not many people know about the, the soccer in Malta. I, I didn't know about it actually. Yeah. yeah. And it was good. I think I spent one month there. Uh-huh. Uh, I could so what were you stayed. doing? You just, uh, were we on trial over there? Yeah, I was on trial and there were, it was preseason there, so I think that was great for me, uh, especially because I was getting back on the field. And what month uh, was that? Uh, July, July, okay. July, August, and uh, preseason there, I was getting fit, whatever. And but I just felt it was a bit personal. I just didn't feel like Malta would be the best place for me. I felt like yeah. the the club wasn't. They didn't care much about the players, and mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing. For any any player, you, of you have to feel uh, confident and good of in course. that position you are. You know the club supporting you, and I didn't feel that. Yeah. So, randomly, a friend of mine in Brazil messaged me and said, "Oh, you you're in Europe, right? And uh, I have a contact in Portugal. You wanna, you know, let's try mm-hmm. to go to Portugal." I was like, "Yeah, for sure. I'm not happy here in Malta, so let's go." Yeah. So, and what league in Malta was that? That was first division in Malta. Okay. First division in Malta. And so, you know, I could have stayed there. Maybe money would be good. Uh, but I just, you know, it's a great country, you know, for mm-hmm. spend a summer there, you know, beaches everywhere. And of course. Beaches and, <laughs> and beaches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, so came to Portugal. So, you know, traveling a lot by myself and that's another thing we're gonna we're probably gonna get deeper into how lonely and how oh dude yeah how many yeah. sacrifices you have to make to be here yeah. and yeah. 
it is experience, you know, Bulgaria, Malta, you know, getting to work, getting to know some countries while playing. And of course, bro. Came to Portugal. So, uh, so just for the people listening, so I mean, my career path now, I'm trying to, you know, play pro. That's last year. So, and, you know, many no's, many uh, negative feedbacks, even from mm -hmm. coaches in Malta. It's one of the coaches, like, saying, why are you here as well? And I'm mm -hmm. like, Shut up! <laughs> yeah, I, and you have to trust yourself. Because, of course, bro. You gotta you know, believe in confident. yourself, man. Of course, yes. It's such a difficult path, and it's, especially in the beginning, before you get into the market, it's uh, it's tough. And yeah. so, because once you've broken in, you've broken in, but it takes a while to break in. Oh yes, and it takes a while to you know make the first step inside the market. So you know it's difficult. Oh yeah. And, so, well, came to Portugal, you know, why not? Might as well come to Portugal. Uh, this agent had a contact in the third division, which I'm at, mm -hmm. the division I am now. But the club was like, oh, I can pay for your accommodation and food and blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spend, spend money of my own yes. to play. That was my mentality at that time. And so he took me to a club in fourth division, which would, you know, pay for my conditions. I stayed there for one month, preseason, doing well. And they came up with the excuse that they had players coming in, African players that were coming in, but their <laughs> visa was taking too long and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And like, All right. So I had a, the, the, they've given me the choice to go to another fourth division club in Portugal or drop to a fifth division club. Mm -hmm. And... I decided, so that was tough as well because, you know, I, I was supposed to be playing third division and I'm, I'm yeah. playing fifth division. What, what exactly. But I spoke to my family, to the agent himself, to all the people I had around me and they were like, yeah, sometimes you need to step uh, to, I don't know how you say in English, but have a step back to have two forward. Exactly. Right? Take one step back and take yes. two steps forward. Exactly. And that's what happened. You know, this club in fifth division, Arganil, they had good conditions. I wasn't, it's not, definitely not pro, but it's, it was where I got, you know, my name was out there. In exactly. I, and fifth division, the level is not that great. And so I was scoring goals. I was making contacts at the same time. A yes, few well. agents uh, reached me. And so well, I was just putting my name out there. And last November, so last year, November, the this club contacted me, Ferreiras, which the club I'm at now. Uh -huh. and they're like, yeah, we want to sign you. Uh, third so division. without even without a trial. So, um, there was a trial, but I think so. I came here for a week before they signed me, mm -hmm. but I felt like it was uh, they were sure that I was I was going to stay, and I don't say yeah. that to be confident. Or I just no, feel no, like speak the truth. Yeah, I just feel like they knew I was going to stay. So these, they said, yeah, I'd come for a trial. But I, all the environment I felt around me, it was like I was staying. Yeah. And, and um, where did they see you? They saw you in the lower leagues. Yeah, they, they watched my – well, I was making my highlight videos. I was just, you know, editing every, after every game, playing fifth division there in, uh, out in Coimbra, up north. And So were those games me. being taped? I well, so I had a few Brazilian players that were U19 playing at the team, and I was mm -hmm. 
you gotta record me. So they were taping the video for me, uh, and I was stuff. taping. I was taping them. Yeah. Uh, let Let me just chime in there because I think that's um that's brilliant, man. Like mm-hmm. I was talking with some dude the other day, like. You know, you could be a top footballer and um, a big time guy, but if no one sees you, mm-hmm. how are you ever going to make a move? How are you ever going to move up? And like, you know, you said it before, like even with this LinkedIn stuff, like, dude, you got to put yourself out there because there's so many players. You got to be a friendly guy and mm-hmm. you have to, you have to make your own noise. That's what I say. You have to make your own noise. Because if you were playing these fifth league games and, you know, you were the best player on the field, but you didn't have proof, like you had, there were words like, oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's the best player on the field, but there's no visual proof. It's hard to make that jump. It's hard to make that move. So oh, yes. I give you a lot of, um, you know, respect and to the young listeners out there, you know, it's, it's just like I always tell people, you got to build, you got to build connections everywhere you go, build relationships and oh, make yes. them real relationships, not just relationships to get something out of it. You know, you gotta, you gotta reciprocate. If someone gives you something, you got to do something for them. That's just the law of reciprocity. But you know, that's one thing. And then the second thing is like what you did, you know, I was speaking to one of my friends the other day and I was like, you know, when I was playing in Germany and, and Sweden, like I'm, I'm upset. I didn't do what you did. Like, cause mm-hmm. no one was recording the matches. And I was like, and I said, dude, I would have paid 50 euros per match to get my thing recorded. Like that's how valuable that stuff is. It is. And it is. Uh, when you can, when you can have someone do that for you, it's just a top man. It's top. Yes. So respect on that. But okay. yeah, man. But, but yeah, that's true. I think, uh, videos are everything. There, there might not yeah, be, bro. There might not be the the reason why someone's gonna sign you. They're not gonna sign you straight after watching your video. But uh, it's just a taste, you know. It's a little yeah, taste. just like an exactly. appetizer. Exactly. Yeah. And but so yeah, that's how they watched me, and so they brought me in last November, and I've been here since then. And mm-hmm. so for me, it was so. And here comes a more thoughtful comment because I always played, mostly played indoor soccer. Um, yes. Played college soccer. Yes. Uh, I was 21 when I graduated, had an ACL tour, and everyone, I had some negative uh, comments. You like had a me, lot of people not, not believing you. Not believing, and uh, my friends, not my, my real friends were not saying that, but some of my friends were like, hey, come on, man, just, and, you know, and come those to were your real friends. Yes, come to Brazil, forget about it, bro. And I was like, bro, you know how I am. Like, if you, if you really know who I am, you know I'm going to go until fucking, I have no other, uh, I don't know, just, you know, go all yeah, in. Exactly, and, bro. You only live and, once and, you know, I always tell people, you know, if you want to be, you know, a, a doctor, a dentist, a lawyer, an entrepreneur, CEO, you can do that at, at, at 85 years old. You can do you that can, whenever, but you can't always be a footballer. And mm-hmm. what I also tell people, and you obviously realize this, is the discipline that you develop through football, develop through being a professional athlete, tracing your dream is second to none. You can't learn that anywhere else. You can't learn it in the classroom. You can't, I mean, you can't even learn it running a business. I mean, you can, but it's, it's, 
you know, when you tell people and, and you definitely will agree is like, you are your own asset, especially when yeah. you're out here in Europe, when you're alone and you're lonely, dude, it gets tough. You can let your emotions control your actions and you can say, fuck this, fuck that. He doesn't believe in me. I'm not good. at." Or you can say like you did with, you know, the beginning from the beginning with that freshman year, when you took that to heart, but not in a bad way. You didn't say, oh, fuck the coach. I'm leaving. You just said, no, I'm going to take this upon myself and I'm going to double my conditioning. I'm going to, you know, work my ass off. Um, I'm going to network. And that's why you are where you are today. Mm -hmm. And you can see a, a pathway upwards, you know? So I respect you for that a ton, man. Uh, thanks, bro. And yeah, that's, there's no recipe for succeeding. I'm not saying I'm, I succeeded already, but in yeah. my head, I've taken a step forward, a massive exactly. step forward in my my career as a footballer, but also as a person, you know, as a, yeah. a human being. It's all about uh, incremental steps each day, those small steps. Exactly. And so, yeah, here I am. I'm third division in Portugal, very competitive, some fucking good players mm. and so it is more of a professional environment that's what i want it's still not what i so we train we're going to talk about that we can already mm. get into the training side of things of course well, i'm training i train here at 8 p.m wow so wow. very late at night and mostly because you know in this division i think we are one of the few clubs that are not yet professional and wow. that's because they got promoted last year, so this is a year of maybe uh, I don't know getting used to the to this league, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so uh, it's it's tough, you know. What I want is to you know train in the morning and course, leave the actual pro life, you know. And, yeah. But I I need to. I'm I'm very happy here, very very happy, and so yeah, I've been playing. Since November, actually, I've, I've been starting more, probably every game here, since I got here, besides the one I got a red card, mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, as a striker. And it's also been a bit frustrating because uh, last year in college was banging goals, went to, well, for fifth division here in Portugal was banging goals. And since I got here, I, had, I haven't scored. And mm -hmm. I've been, but I've been playing. And that's difficult for, uh, for a striker because... Some people started questioning, like, is he good enough? Exactly. But And so I sat down with the coach. Actually, um, no one knows, but I live in the coach's house. So wow. That's, yes, yes. That's, I've, I'm taking it, very, taking it very positively. Because of course, bro. I get in touch with him every day and, you know, feedbacks. And I just chat with him about everything. Yeah, and, you can build a good relationship with the guy. Oh, yes. And in one of these conversations, I just, you know, I said, well, until my freshman year in college, I was playing as a center mid. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe you want to, I don't know, maybe you want to try me there. You know, I'm not scoring goals. Maybe I can help. You know, and when did you the say ball. this to him? Like two weeks ago. Two weeks okay. ago. And so last week, not this last game, the past game, he started me as a, as a 10. Mm. But the ball was still not getting there. We were not creating chances. I didn't receive the ball at all. So that was when I said, you know, try me as a cinnamon. And that was the last game. And I miss being a cinnamon because fucking I felt like Casemiro banging on that. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, well. you just 
yes, they actually did really well. Everyone spoke to me after the game because no one, no, no one knew I could play there. You know, I came as a striker. They they signed me as a striker, and yeah. then now this this guy is playing as a centre mid. Mm. But you know, just get more touches on the ball. You feel more confident during the game, and I was just I was playing really well. So yeah. I think that's where I'm gonna stay for the rest of the season. Great. And I still need to, well, after the season finished, I have to, you know, sort out if here's my position or striker is my position. But that's another, I'm going to have mm. to think about it later. <laughs> of course, of course. So, you know, you told us uh, your journey and it's real interesting. I'd just like to know, you know, um, what's a typical day in the life for you? You know, if you could just run us through real quick, because I think that really helps people, especially younger guys, set basically like a group uh, um a blueprint, man. I need some more coffee. A blueprint <laughs> or like, you know, a, a template for like their day. I think it's really helpful because I always talk about how it's important to take one day at a time and just get yourself a tiny bit better each day. So if they hear it from another pro, like if you can just take yeah. us through, you know, when you when you wake up and, and, and how you how you work a typical day in the life in season. Yeah, so I think this particular season, so right now, I'm, as I said, I have training sessions at 8 p.m. So, you know, I get home at 11, dinner, and I go to bed really late. So I'm waking up fairly late as well. Mm -hmm. And so I wake up at like 9, 9, maybe 10, you know, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, but... I, my regimen, I feel like since I was a kid, I was waking up at like five, six to go to school. Mm. And that's where I've, I think that's why I want to be in a club that trains in the morning because of course I, I just, I actually do love waking up in the morning, like early in the morning. Of course. And get a head start. Exactly. But well, right here, I'm not doing this. So wake up, you know, just have my glass of water with some squeezed lemon. Great stuff. You yeah. put a little, you put a little sea salt in there as well. I don't. I put glutamine, turmeric root, and ginger and ginger. Great stuff. Um, Maybe you want to add a little bit of a, a little bit of sea salt to get those minerals. Um, you know, when, yeah. when you when you wake up, you're quite dehydrated. So that's what I do. I put a pinch of, of sea salt yeah. because it has 65 trace minerals, and you know, you you, you rehydrate with that. Do you use sea salt or the Himalayan salt? The either, salt? E either one, either one. Okay, okay, yeah. I'm Just gonna not start table that. salt. Yeah, no table salt is nah. So yeah, well, wake up, have a bit of that. Um, I just honestly listen to a few podcasts, maybe read a book. Mm -hmm. I don't do anything before lunch uh, because lunch I have to be at twelve uh, at the restaurant we, which is the best restaurant I've. I just love every so the club gives yeah. us that right so wow I just so, I just so what is salmon. that usually what yo salmon salmon or it's not tilapia I don't know I don't know the name in English but huh. white fish with veggies uh, nice. potatoes boiled potatoes and nice and salad so great you know, nutrition as I said my before my junior year was when I started you know getting deeper into nutrition since then. Hmm. Uh, I, I really, you know, sometimes I, I have to eat some chocolate, but of course, you know, 
so yeah. But how, so how, so when you transitioned, you know, from eating like shit or, you know, how you ate before till to like focusing on your nutrition and eating well, what was the difference? Like, uh, what did you notice that was the difference? It, it's not like I was eating shit, but mm. I was just, I was, I don't know, like, I feel like now I know what I'm eating, like, so salmon is the protein side of things, carbs, I have potatoes, uh, yes. veggies is fiber, but I just, it's just, uh, how do you call that? Just, I just got to know more about nutrition, so. Yeah, you got like more was, educated. Yes, more educated, exactly, and I actually know my body now well enough that sometimes I'm not going to have as much carbs. I know I have to have carbs, but for lunch, I might not have carbs. I'll leave it for dinner. Mm-hmm. And it just getting educated. It wasn't like, it wasn't like I was eating burgers every day, but of course, uh, I just prioritize the, the veggies now, the, instead of, I don't know, like pasta, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's just getting educated. I'll, of course. Yeah. And so, yeah, so have lunch, come back home, maybe, you know, recover a little bit, do foam rolling, mm-hmm. uh, stretch, watch another few podcasts. You know, I have, I do have a few, a bit of free time. Yeah. And... So what, any, any podcast you would recommend to um, our listeners besides this one? Yeah, this one for sure. But yeah. I actually, I don't know how, if, you know, people might judge me. Fuck it. I, I do listen to Logan Paul. I don't know if uh-huh. you know Logan yeah, Paul. Yeah, I've heard yeah. of him. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, a bit, it's funny as well. Just get your mind out of the, I don't know, thinking about soccer every time. Exactly. And, you know, just laugh a little bit. But yeah, him, uh, Joe Rogan. Um, oh, he's fantastic. Oh, yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, there are quite a few of that right now. It's not coming, but yeah, just that YouTube um, and winning a book. Actually, it's a poor, it's a Brazilian book. I'll recommend to anyone, but mm. I don't think anyone is is gonna read in Portuguese, is it? <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, so have lunch, come back home, chill, and I have at six p.m. I have to coach some kids at the at the club, so I'm doing that as well. And then training. So I would say I have a lot of free time, but it is what it is. You know, I'm. if I would have got here in the beginning of the season, I would probably look for a job or any other, anything else to do. Mm-hmm. But since I have two months left now, and who knows where I'm going to be less, uh, next year. So I'm just taking it, you know, might as well. Yeah relax while i can because of course you know next next season i could be grinding again and of course so yeah that's my typical life and typical day in my life right now Mm -hmm. cool man so um the you know and you know in terms of your team training um do you also add uh any additional individual training or so, how, how do you work it in season? Yeah, so um, we're actually training four times a week. Sometimes mm-hmm. we do have five training sessions a, a week. Mm-hmm. But how long are those trainings in general? One hour and a half to two hours. Okay. Maybe on Friday, he actually gives us a one hour training session. It's short, shorter. 
so we can go to the to the locker room, have a nice bath, everyone, and all that. And how's so, the quality of the sessions? Oh, it's good. I mean, it's just a different level, you know. Third division here, in Portugal. The the quality of the players, it's intense, very yes. intense. I know. I still know there's a lot of room to. It can get more intense, but uh, I feel like it's great training sessions and. Uh, so yeah, and regarding the individual sessions during at the beginning of the the season, so while I was in Malta, uh, fifth division in Portugal, I was doing a lot. Mm-hmm. But I know my body, and I know that at this level right now, and since we are at probably at the end of the season, I need to take care of my body. So I haven't been doing as much. Uh, of course. Yeah, work off the the training we have with the team. So what type of stuff gym. were you doing, uh, you know, uh, in Malta and, and Portugal? So, uh, doing a lot of a lot of fitness, so running, mm-hmm. sprints, and all that, because you know, coming back from the the surgery, and yes. since I was a striker, just finishing a lot of finishing. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. and and gym. I feel like the gym yes. side of things, you know, rehab and uh, leg workouts and all that. But yes. right now, I've when I go to the gym, like two, three times a week, I do go uh, right now. It's just mm-hmm. mainly upper body and lower body just to, you know, nothing nothing too heavy. It's just to get yeah. the body moving. Um, but, yeah, that's it. Cool, bro, cool. So, um, you know, you explained the, the nu- new nutrition side, which is, you know, real interesting. Do you, do you take any supplements? I do take supplements, and – so right now I'm just taking whey protein, creatine, and just taking, I mean, whey protein, yeah. glutamine, creatine and glutamine. Mm-hmm. Um, but so like when I was in Bulgaria, seven months out of the surgery, I was actually taking BCAAs and uh, multivitamins. And I was actually taking a lot of supplements just because I knew my body wasn't ready for the, to push that hard yes and and right now i just feel like whey protein creatine and a healthy healthy nutrition you know eating well of course would would, would take care of my body i feel like uh many people think supplements have a massive impact in your body yeah it's not and i do and i do think they have but you know if you don't have a if you don't eat your salmon and veggies or of course chicken and veggies it's not going to help. So it, first of all, you need to focus on your nutrition, your meals, you know, three, four meals. I don't know. It depends mm-hmm. on each one. But yeah, so whey protein, creatine, glutamine right now, just to, you know, supplement. Of course, bro. I mean, you know, supplement is supplement. You know, supplement means an additive. So, you know, people think, like you said, like it's going to be some magic trick, some magic um, you know, potion, but like you said, if you don't have a good foundation, if you're not eating good lean proteins, if you're not eating good quality veggies, good quality fats, good quality carbs, you don't need, you know, you can throw supplements out the window. They're just an oh, additive. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, no, it make, makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I actually forgot one that I've, I started taking now. My, I don't know. I think it's more psychological. I'm mm-hmm. actually taking it because I feel like so I'm taking pre-workouts after a game. Okay. And 
it's not I don't feel any difference just actually mentally I don't know it's just take that and feel like I'm gonna fly during the game it's a mental thing I'm taking it okay yeah. so what, what type of pre-workout is that I don't, it's called hot blood and okay. it's just does it have caffeine in it a little bit of caffeine betalin betalanine nice um, a little bit of creatine is nothing uh, special I'd say yeah. And it's just, as I said, it's more mental for me. I feel like when I drink it, I might play well. I don't know. Yeah. And how's the cre? You know, a lot of players, you know, ask about creatine. You notice any difference while on creatine, or you know, um, what would you say? It's hard because I've been taking it for a while, and um, I don't, I don't know if it actually has an an impact in my performance. Mm-hmm. But as I read more and more research, I do think it has just in the the power, you know, the the extra sprint that it could have could help me, yeah. Um, and some people think creatine is get is gonna get you buffer or bigger, you know, yeah, retain, yeah. retain water, and that, that I don't I don't believe that exactly. And, yeah. Cool, man. Uh, and then you know, if we could touch real quick on recovery, because you had talked about. Um, you know how important it is and and i think people really need to stress recovery more and and cut down their workload sometimes especially in season are there any you know specific methods besides like you mentioned your ice bath and foam rolling uh anything you do specifically you know uh for extra recovery besides Um, obviously good nutrition as well but uh, no when i was in uh the fifth division club in Portugal, I was doing sauna. So just, mm-hmm. I would go to the sauna and the sauna, you call it, right? Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. And just to, you know, get the body warmed up, stretch a little bit. Exactly. Uh, that helped me a lot. But right now it's just, you know, sit, lay down on the floor, stretch, foam rolls, yes. um, and eat well. And Absolutely. I actually have ice baths after the game and on Fridays. So Fridays, right after training, we have an ice bath. Yep, and I, I I like ice baths. I think well, there there are many researchers that say it doesn't affect. It's, the majority I think say that it affects, and I believe in that. I think right after I, I already feel my my legs a bit uh, recovered. You could say of course, yeah. of course. Um, and then you know if we could just you know wrap it up a little bit, touch a bit on the last bits. One of the favorite questions I like asking is, you know, if you could go back to yourself at any age um, and give yourself, you know, the advice and, and the knowledge that you have today, what would it be? What age would it be? And, and what would you say to yourself? That's a very, very difficult question, but I think <laughs> for me, so – I, as I said, the recovery part of things I learned in a hard way, you know. So you've got to you've got to recover your body. You're not made of steel, and you can, exactly. you know some players think that uh, my body's gonna recover by itself. No, you gotta exactly. eat well. Um, you know, do the do the basic things, you know, to recover your body. Yeah, but I, th- I think the now if I would have tell other players, it's just well, of course, work hard. You, you there's no there's a what is the what do people say like there's no well talent well hard work beats talent and yes. that's completely true 
because mate, you've got to put the put in the work. And of course, bro. So to anyone out there that thinks it's gonna come from having that opportunity, exactly. Mate, you've got to be working hard and. It's better when you're when you're training because when the opportunity comes, you're confident. You feel like, oh, exactly. I can do it. You know? Exactly. And I have quite a few other uh, advices like being patient. Uh, mm-hmm. Being patient is a big thing. And even for me now, sometimes I'm thinking ahead of time. I'm thinking, oh, where, where's going to be my next step? Where am I going to be next season? Exactly. And just enjoy the present. Just Yes. You know, even if you're not playing pro, if you're trying to play pro, enjoy the time, it, the, the training sessions you're doing by yourself or with a team. Uh, Absolutely. Um, so another one is staying close to your families and friends, uh, for family and friends, because I said before, we are, we're away, man. We're Sometimes we're lonely here. So I got lucky that my parents came. So they're here right now. So they spent That's those, awesome two weeks with me and I haven't seen them for eight months. So it was eight months since I saw them. Did they surprise you or you knew they were coming? I I knew they were coming, but they've surprised me back in US once and it's just amazing. Oh, it's great stuff. Sometimes, I mean, we we chat every every day, but you know, seeing them in person is just, uh, oh, it's just, yeah, there's nothing better, you know? (laughs) No. And, Another advice, I'm taking the list. It's quite a big list, but, you know, don't, don't worry be afraid about of, don't being afraid of sending a message, you know, making a contact or whatever, because right. networking is everything. And as I said, one message I sent took me to Bulgaria with, yep. with fucking knee <laughs> surgery right after uh, yeah. knee injury. So exactly. send the message, like, the no you already have, the answer no you you probably already have but what if yeah. what if the guy actually likes you man? exactly you never and, know and maintaining the context as you said uh, not only having the contact for uh, because you want something but actually you know chat with him you know start getting to know the person you're, the contact you, you maybe an agent you know exactly how can you help me blah blah, blah. talk about different stuff I don't know you know exactly um, and the main one, at least for me, is don't let other people's negative comments affect you. So yes, many people are going to tell you you can't do it or you're not good enough or you're too old. I'm 23 mm-hmm. years old. I thought I was old, but I'm not. And mm-hmm. even if you're fucking 27 years old, you're not old. Yep. As long as you're willing to put the work and believe in yourself that you're not old. So, of course. And especially and goes, if you take care of your body, you know, if you take oh, yes. care of your body, you look, you look after it, you can play till 35, 40. And, oh, yeah, you know, well, football, football age is just a number, just like we were talking about before, um, you know, about divisions. It's just a number. It's all yeah. just a number. It's what you make of it. So you can, you know, be a top footballer in your you know, mid 20s and constantly go out every single night and get and get hammered. You're not going to be playing until long after 30. But if, if you, you know, you can go out every once in a while. I'm not saying you got to go out and get hammered. But like you had said, once in a while, you got to get your mind off football. Uh, think about women, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Chill out a little bit with the boys and uh, enjoy it, man. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, it's all, about, it's all about discipline. At the end of the day, it's about discipline. Yes, yes. Exactly. But yeah, that, those are those are my few advices I would give. Yeah, to great any, anyone stuff. out there. 
but hey man i really appreciate you coming on i'm, I'm really glad we got this going uh i gotta say you know we we gotta hang out sometime soon meet up in the near future wh wherever it is and grab a couple beers check out you know <laughs> What type of broads we got on hand and uh, get some action going, you of know? Of course, of course, bro. Maybe a couple yeah. of training sessions. Yeah, of course. But, um, man. Yeah, man. I mean, if you can um, also just provi provide, um, you know, our listeners with, with your Instagram or your Facebook or your email, if they can contact you, uh, just if they want some information about you and get to know you a bit more, uh, that'd be great. Yes, so my Instagram is at mmachado underscore gui, G-U-I. So yeah, a bit difficult. <laughs> but mm. uh, So yeah, at mmachado underscore gui. You can add me on Facebook as well, Guilherme Machado. And bro, like I've been, because I know the how difficult it is, the, the journey. Mm -hmm. And I, I've been trying to help as many players as possible you know giving contacts or giving information because we gotta help each, help each other you know sometimes exactly bro they might they might say oh it's competition i don't want to help but fuck that we gotta help each other yeah you gotta uh, help everyone build their you know build their the biggest building you know you, you can't just have the biggest building in town and, and knock everyone else's down you gotta you gotta help each other out like you said of course we're on we're on this together you know we're exactly bro uh, trying to get to to where we want and that's exactly. it. I mean, bro, but thank you very much for having me. We've been course, trying to bro. take this, this podcast for a, a few weeks now, but yeah, I'm yeah, so, yeah. so glad we did it. Of course, um, bro. And yes, let's definitely try to hang out anytime soon. Maybe, you know, the summer. Summer's right there. You can meet oh, up for some, sure, somewhere bro. in Europe. For sure, uh, bro. A little bit of Lisbon action. Oh, yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah man enjoy your time with family uh and we'll talk soon thanks again for coming on thank you Eric. thank you very much bro have a good night brother stay thank healthy you too. stay safe peace man yeah bye bye